everyone, and welcome to Pragmatic Live. I'm your host, Linda Zid. Helping us answer your questions today is Steve Gaylor, a Pragmatic Marketing Instructor with many years of experience in developing product management and marketing teams. Hi, Steve. Hey, Linda. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you doing today? Good. Great. Great. Well, let's go ahead and get started. Um, today's question is, how do I define who's responsible for what? And how do I make sure the whole team is executing against a common set of priorities? Well, that's a really good question. Uh, certainly, I think one a lot of people struggle with, especially when they have gone to the pragmatic marketing uh, training sessions, seminars. Uh, they'll quite often come back with a list of uh, 30 or 40 or 50 things that they want to change or do differently. And it can be a real struggle to pick, to the, one, pick the ones that uh, they should focus on that should be of the highest priority to them. And uh, also, <clears throat> quite often, they're not really sure if it's their responsibility to be uh, making some of those changes or taking some of those actions to begin with. So we actually tell our attendees to our, to our seminars that they should, first of all, do what we call a gap analysis. Uh, that gap analysis helps us to evaluate and prioritize all the different activities and all the different things that we could be doing. Uh, it really helps along uh, in three primary areas. Um, the first of those areas that we want to look at is who is responsible for what. So we uh, essentially go through the activities in the pragmatic marketing framework and ask who is responsible for this activity today and who should be responsible for it on a go-forward basis. And that helps us gain alignment throughout the organization, not just the product team, not just product management or, or uh, product uh, marketing, but throughout our entire company around who's responsible for various activities that are necessary to successfully uh, launch and market technology products. The second area that we cover with that gap analysis is all around prioritization. And the first question we ask in that area is, how important is this activity to the success of our business or to the success of our products in the market? And we rate that on a scale from zero to five. And then the second question we ask around prioritization is how well are we doing this activity today? Again, a form of a self-assessment. And we again rank that on a scale of zero to five. And then we compare those two numbers, those two evaluations, the zeros to five uh, scoring, to see what the difference between the two numbers are. And sometimes we have a very large gap. Uh, sometimes we have a small gap or no gap. Uh, sometimes we actually have an inverted gap. Sometimes we're actually much better than an acti at an activity than its importance to our organization would indicate. So we uh, go through, identify those gaps, and then that helps us uh, set the prioritization. The third thing that the gap analysis helps us with is understanding how we should allocate resources. Now, this one's usually kind of a follow-on evaluation because most organizations don't keep track or allocate their resources, track their resource allocation around the activities in the pragmatic marketing framework. But over time, you can begin to do that. And again, you can compare your allocation of resource against each of those activities versus how much, how much resource should be allocated based, again, on our prioritization importance to our organization. So that gap analysis is a very key step to get us all on the same page with regards to who's responsible for what, what's important to us and how well are we doing it, and ultimately how should we be allocating our resources. So it's a, a great first step to, to get everybody aligned. 
And after that initial review, after that initial meeting, then we want each of the roles or responsibilities or departments or groups that have said they have uh, a responsibility for one of those activities to identify one, two, or three things that they're going to do to improve and close that gap in their areas of responsibility over the next 30, 60, 90 days. And then we want to make that a continuous improvement kind of review. So once a month, the team would get together and say, okay, what was committed? What have we done? How are we improving? Uh, what's the next thing we're going to commit to? And, and so on. And that allows us to not only understand what's important and who's responsible, but also delivers an action plan on how we should move forward uh, in order to implement the, uh, the framework and remain focused on the things that are truly important to our company and our success in the market. Great. And then um, you've shared a few best practices, but are there any other best practices for gap analysis that you can share? Uh, there are a number of things that, um, that can make it easier. Uh, first of all, you need to make sure that you include in that discussion uh, a level of, of individual that can have or make decisions. Uh, when you have a discussion around who should be responsible for what, uh, you want people in the room that can decide, yes, I'm responsible for this, or my team's responsible for that, or as a group decide this department would be uh, best served to execute on that activity. So you need a, a management level uh, kind of, of participant in order to, uh, to uh, accomplish the goals of that, that meeting. Um, you also need that kind of input from people who uh, either provide input to activities in the framework or receive output from one of the activities in the framework or, of course, execute one of those activities. Because a big part of that exercise is evaluating how well we're doing. And you may have an organization that's very optimistic and say, hey, we're doing really well, we're killing that activity, best in, best in breed kind of thing. And the uh, part of the company that receives the outputs in that activity may say, well, yeah, we're not doing too bad, but there's a, other things that we need. We could be doing much better there. Uh, or you could be a pessimist. You could say, you know, we're not doing that very well. There's a dozen things we could be doing better and, and so on. And by the same token, the person or group that receives the output from that activity said, yeah, there's a lot of improvement we could make, but given its importance and, and everything, we're getting exactly what we need, so I think we're doing things about right. So include the right level of decision maker uh, in that discussion. Uh, make sure it has participation from the people who um, receive inputs and provide outputs from all the activities, uh, as well as those who execute the activities, so you can have an honest adult conversation about what's important to your company and, and, uh, and what your priorities should be and how well you're doing. Uh, I've also used the gap analysis in an additional way. Uh, I actually use it for staff development. We would, uh, with each of my team members on my product teams, I would go through the activities in the framework as a method of, of kind of the gap analysis and say, and ask them, uh, what three things do you enjoy doing? What three activities do you not like to do? and uh, what three activities would you like to learn more about? And that allowed me to develop uh, professional development tracks, plans for everybody that was in my, uh, in my group. Uh, I would try to align them with activities that uh, they enjoy doing, that they like to do, uh, because I think our own human nature is that we all do well at the things we like and uh, not so well at the things we don't like. Uh, I would try to avoid projects that were, uh, there were things that they didn't like to do, of course, we all have to do things we don't like to do, but uh, if I could minimize that and uh, keep everybody happy, then I would. 
And again, those three activities that they would like to learn more about uh, allowed me to create that professional development plan so I could get them additional education and experience and, and knowledge in some areas where they wanted to, to expand their horizons. So lots of different ways we can use that gap analysis. But again, the primary goal is to understand who's responsible for what and who we should be holding accountable and what our priorities should be and where we want to focus and ultimately how we want to allocate our resource for success. Great. Well, thank you so much for another great answer, Steve. If anyone in our audience has any questions that you'd like our experts to address in an upcoming podcast, please email us at experts at pragmaticmarketing.com. We'll look forward to hearing from you.